Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello, and welcome to Dream Possible, where you hear compelling stories of people who have pursued their dreams against all odds and sometimes reason and made them possible. What can we learn from their journeys? Well, that's why we're here to find out. Hello, I'm Maria Retan, and I had a dream once to become a news executive in a major market. Check that off the list. And then I had a dream to establish my own communications consultancy and that's when top sales strategies was born i had a dream of creating a way to help journalists make a career change and that became jump team coaching dreams can change as you change so what's your dream well think about that as i speak with today's guest rashini rajkumar founder of rashini multimedia which just marked its 15 years in business Rashini is a former TV journalist who made the transition to executive communication strategy crisis coach and speaker, and she's known for her own Your Wow work, and I'm so excited to have her on the podcast today. Rashini, welcome to Dream Possible. Thank you for having me, Maria, and the word dream is such a great one. In fact, it is one of my favorite words. It just opens up so many possibilities, doesn't it? And I know that, um, I mean, you've you've had dreams, right? Uh, achieved, a lot of them achieved, um, and you're still pursuing dreams. But before we get into that, which is all very exciting, um, you know, I'm just wondering, you know, you have your own podcast. I'm wondering if it's weird being a guest on somebody else's podcast. You know, it's not weird. It's been fun, you know, having been in my past life, a TV reporter and interviewing people all the time. I think, you know, it was strange in that era of my life 16 years ago and beyond uh, from when I first started to have people turn the microphone on me. But then once I got into my business in early 2006 uh, and really started doing some commentary and and analysis on other outlets on TV and radio, I started getting used to people asking me questions, usually about my content area, my opinions about news headlines or PR disasters or or leaders and how they were delivering. So I started to get used to that. And then of course, in 2012, as you know, I got my own radio show on a Minneapolis radio station and have had that for nine years. And uh, for a little part of time within that space, had a podcast for almost two years. So uh, I do, I think I prefer being the one asking the questions, but I've gotten more comfortable with being asked the questions. And I think too, it's partly because when I say yes to an interview, it's usually because I respect the person asking and I am a believer in what you're trying to accomplish. And that's definitely the case with your podcast. Oh, thank you. I really, really appreciate it. And I, uh, you know, when I put together my wish list of people I wanted to have on, of course, I thought of you because we knew each other back in the day when we were both in television and 
I've watched your career just, um, you've, you've always been successful, whatever you've done, but just really move in this very exciting direction the last 15 years. And it's still moving in different directions, which we'll get to in a minute. But before we jump into everything that you're doing right now, I do want to kind of kind of harken back in time, if you will, like get in the, the way back machine and talk about, you know, your formative years. Like, did you always know you wanted to be a journalist? I did not. In <laughs> fact, in sixth grade, uh, I made the decision that I wanted to become a cardiologist. And um, it was a pivotal time also because leading up to that time, you know, I've, I'm Sri Lankan American. I was born in Sri Lanka, came to the U.S. when I was a toddler. But South Asians are very into education. Parents are very uh pushing of their, of their kids to get educated. Undergraduate degrees aren't usually even enough for them. So I think I knew from a young age there'd be graduate school in my future. So uh, sixth grade was a pivotal time because I went into sixth grade kind of by this point. I mean, I was 11, you know, I had formulated that I wanted to become a cardiologist. I knew that my parents would be up on that. And then three weeks before I turned 12, my father passed away. So I was in sixth grade. And I think part of me was like, okay, he would like it if I did this. But as time went on and I got to college prep chemistry in high school and it wasn't easy and I just don't even know how I made a B in that class, that was the beginning of the, uh, I don't think medicine is going to be for me. And then from ninth grade through 12th grade, I was on student council and I really loved that stuff and speaking and kind of being the one that was out front talking and negotiating. I mean, you know, not that we were doing heavy negotiations in 10th grade student council, but you know, there are things that are, <laughs> there it's all are politics. There's yeah. politics for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> so by 11th grade, I knew I wanted to one day go to law school and really focused my undergraduate studies on pre-law and political science. And so that's that was my plan. And by the time I got to college, that was still my plan. And college evolved. And, and I did a club my freshman year at Boston College and we're the Eagles, so Eagle TV. And that was my first experience freshman year of college with scripting and going into the streets of Boston with my photographer and a camera and, and then working with him to edit and put these stories together. So I didn't even decide at the end of that year, it was kind of like the seeds were planted. I interned in a Minnesota congressman's office after my sophomore summer, you know, and then studied abroad at junior year and then stayed that summer in Europe. So it really wasn't until my final semester of college senior year that I made the decision I wanted to become a TV reporter. And of course, to my South Asian mother, this was not welcome <laughs> news, not welcome news because it was already a lower tier that I was going to be a lawyer versus a doctor and um, in her mind, right? right. Uh, but I still knew that I had to get the graduate degree. And so I found this, how can I combine the legal and, you know, one day come out a reporter, but I would still go to law school. That was, that was the plan as I was graduating college. So, you know, you had the barrier of your mother's expectations, right? As you're still trying to figure all of this out, I mean, to go from thinking you wanted to be a cardiologist to wanting to go into law and then finding, it's kind of really stumbling upon this love of storytelling. You know, I think the irony of it is um, today you kind of get to do all of that, right? With what, I mean, you, you, you marry your legal expertise with your ability to um, 
present to break down complex problems into more simple concepts to be able to present that information. And I would say that you also probably do quite a bit of informing and maybe even healing through that work. So I just find it interesting that your dreams, even though they seem very distinct, actually kind of all have come together a little bit. Would you agree? Yeah, that is a good way of putting it. I've possibly become just more authentically myself. So some of my father's relatives, when I made the decision to go into TV news, even before I had my first TV reporting job, which by the way, was in Fargo, North Dakota, they said to me, this makes a lot of sense. My father was actually a filmmaker in Sri Lanka. And when he came to the United States, had to get re-educated because Minneapolis at the time wasn't some big, you know, backyard movie set. It's grown to be more that way. But he got re-educated, got a master's in video, and his final job before he died was as a civilian in the Minneapolis Police Department making videos for, for officers and for civilians. So there is some storytelling in his past. I remember growing up, we went to movies all the time from a young age, even rated our movies, and he would sometimes put his hand in front of our <laughs> eyes if it was a bad scene but he wanted us to experience the cinematography he wanted us to experience the communion of people in a theater together and I don't think I knew that at that young age but I I knew the cinematography part but this communion of people together I've come to figure out that is such a draw for movies it's such a draw for me in preferring to go to a movie theater over watching something on my own home TV set. But all of that, you know, really, and my mother is an educator. She was a Montessori teacher, had her own school in the U.S. and um, for 36 years after working a couple years for someone else. And so I think there's a bit of uh, DNA there in both of those worlds and uh, the legal background and going to law school and experiencing that uh, has really come into play in a lot of ways. In some of my television markets, I was able to use it. In Nashville Television, I was our consumer investigative reporter, and that was very interesting, and I could really use the legal skills very directly. Tennessee was also is also a death penalty state, so a couple sentences were coming up to execution uh, while I was there, and we had full team coverage, just like in Minnesota or Iowa, I might have done weather wall-to-wall coverage, this was full team coverage on an execution, which is very strange to think about. And it was strange for me because that was the only death penalty state I worked in, um, in the few different states I was as a TV reporter. And yet they wanted me to do the legal angles. And I was really, you know, for a, a market 30 at the time, it was the 30th biggest market in the country for that size market to say, we want the legal angles covered. I think that was great. Uh, both of those executions, by the way, ended up uh, ending in the 11th hour as stays. Mm. So at least during my time in Nashville, those two people were not executed. Uh, but it was an interesting process. And one of my colleagues was embedded in the room. He was the one member of the media in the execution room. So his reports then reflected what that was like. Uh, and then I was covering the legal angles. So fascinating, isn't it? I mean, it, so just to hear you talk about that, you know, it, what I want listeners to, there's a lot with listeners can take away, but the thing is your dreams can change. They do change as you grow as a person, as you get more um, targeted on what you really want you can still bring along the skills that you developed in each of those different states, right? Um, 
and just bring those with you. Everything's portable. So even if your dreams change, it's okay. You're just becoming, I would say, a more optimized human being along the way. And um, I know for you, you know, well, and, and I speak from the heart here too, there's bumps along the road. And I think those become forks in the road where you make these tough decisions. Do I do this or do I do that? And I think those are really key opportunities to sit and think, what do I really want to do? What, what is my priority now? And how does that impact my dream? And I know you've had a couple of those. Talk about your transition from TV into building your own business. Unlike a lot of business owners, I didn't have some long-standing dream to become a business <laughs> owner. That was just never the plan. I really, my final TV market as a reporter was Detroit. I was at the NBC, and at the time, it was the 10th biggest market in the country. I had no desire whatsoever to do anything but move forward to the networks, be it a correspondent, cover wars all over the world, and other hard news topics. So that is something that to this day, when I think back, I don't regret the decision I made. And I think that's really important because I am a person who believes in getting the information, not regretting. But at the time I was actually, when I was in Detroit, I was actually in a long distance relationship and what turned out was someone I thought I was gonna marry. So that ended up becoming then the impetus that caused the pivot for me to start looking into being a business owner and did the research and tried to really, you know, use my interviewing skills for the due diligence, talk to lawyers, talk to advisors, what would this look like? What could I do if I started a business? So then I made that decision to come back and start the business and got back to Minneapolis in uh, early 2006, which is my home area. And uh, really, you know, launched the business about a week later, but within two months, I actually left the guy. So apparently he was the reason to get me back because it would have taken a very strong reason. I never thought I was not going to be, you know, at the network one day for television news. And then I was already two months into this process. So I kept, you know, it was a startup business. And then the journey was continuing to evolve that. And uh, I fell in love with talk radio while I was in television news. So I was networking also in radio because I wanted to have my own radio show one day. So all of those things were happening. I was doing some fill-in radio hosting for multiple channels in the Twin Cities uh, radio market. And uh, that was, in fact, some of my, my first check into the business account was from KSTP TV and radio for filling in for a couple of their talk show hosts on the FM 107 dial of their FM uh, property. So, you know, it's interesting. And I still, I have a, um, my banker photocopied that. So I'd always keep that first that. check. I did so deposit right. the check, but. <laughs> of course um, you did. You're not that. crazy. She had me take $1 <laughs> from it. I have that dollar. So. Oh, that's so great. I love that. Well, and so you took those skills clearly and launch them into what would become a very successful business. And then within the business itself, you've expanded your offerings. I mean, I know you've written a book, you, you know, you've, you landed, you know, uh, as you said, you did a podcast for a few years, you went on to have your own uh, radio hosted radio show for nine years. And, um, and now, you know, and you've got digital properties that, that you're doing as well. So, you know, you, you've definitely diversified while keeping it all under the Rashini brand. Um, 
but talk a little bit about even though you know you've had a lot of success with those things sometimes things kind of run their course and you know you have to to, sh to shut the window for another door to open. So talk about, you know, how, how you've recently uh, made the decision to sunset one of those so that you can then pursue something different. So one of the things I uh, teach my clients, all of my executive and crisis coaching clients is my communication formula called the IAP formula. And I stands for intent. So anything that I recommend, you know, as you're thinking about communicating, whether it's a phone call, an email, a meeting, a keynote, a media interview, a podcast, what's the intent for it? And if you can't come up with a solid intent, then maybe it's not worth pursuing, right? So I had an intent. One day I wanted to have a radio show under the umbrella of my business because I knew it would be a terrific media platform. And when I landed the radio show in 2012, I was very ecstatic about it. I was intentional in the kinds of guests I wanted to have and how I covered topics. And nine years of doing that and really growing. Want to drive your career forward with a job in the automotive or manufacturing industry? ADECO can make that happen. ADECO places skilled workers in high-quality, high-paying jobs throughout Ohio. The automotive and manufacturing fields are hiring in a ton of roles right now, and ADECO wants to help you get there. Simply dial pound 250 from your mobile phone and say the keyword, great jobs. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dialed text message from iHeartMedia. Call pound 250 from your mobile phone and use keyword, great jobs. You'll receive a one-time auto-dialed text message from iHeartMedia a three hour radio show, you know, gives you also teaches you a lot about ad libbing. This is an unscripted show. So you have to plan and think about it and really uh, be selective and who comes on this once a week, three hour show. And so all of those things expanded. I think I could go back and listen to my August, 2012 first show. And it's probably not as smooth as last Sunday's show. Right. But um, making the decision to sunset the show I spent about 11 months thinking about it. So this is what I mean with intent. When I had such a strong intent for wanting the show, a lot of the reasons that I wanted it were accomplished. But then I had to look at, does this show continue to drive that intent that I originally had? And it you know, really came down to no. It, it, the show, it's this time. And I, I also believe in certain kind of, I'm not superstitious, but I have certain things I believe in. And Nine is my lucky number, and it's been nine years of the show by the time I decided to sunset it in Labor Day weekend of 2021. And that was a really good decision because I felt, okay, I had nine years of a show, and on a station that was an iconic station, is an iconic radio station in the United States, and I'll always feel good about that. And it opened a lot of doors to new friendships, to furthering friendships with some of the media folks that I already knew that I would have coming on my show. I learned a lot. I was able to give my platform, share my platform with nonprofits. So they got free exposure. You know, all of these things that I feel like blew even beyond what my intent was for having the show. So then just being inside the media also opened up some other doors under my company umbrella of Rashini Multimedia as a content creator. And so some of those things over the last two years have really start, started to pop. And what I've seen is I can't fully pursue some of those things if I'm also a weekly radio host on this particular station. And so all of that calculus, and again, 11 months of thinking about it, sleeping on it, reflecting, 
uh, making lists <laughs> led me to the decision and ultimately was the right decision for me. And I am looking forward to, uh, first of all, having Sundays off from anyone else's schedule, unless, you know, I have to go somewhere for a client or something like that. Uh, it will be nice. And even if that means I'm sleeping in on a Sunday, that sounds That's great. a benefit too, right? That's a, yeah. it's a win-win. Well, and I think the, the key here that I want listeners to take away is, um, you know, you don't have to do everything forever. And to your point, do what you do with intent, right? Like, why are you doing it? And, you know, just like some people and things come into your lives for a very specific purpose and for a very specific time. And it's okay if those things don't last forever. They, you know, that they were successful while they lasted. And perhaps then you're able to leverage that into the, the next and the new. Um, I'm curious, as you reflect on 15 years of Rashini Multimedia, like what are some of the, the bigger lessons that you would love to share with listeners today that you think would be important as they consider pursuing their dreams? Something that I couldn't have told you 15 and a half years ago that I can tell you now is I wish I had saved more money because when I was truly a startup, I really didn't have any debt other than my student loan debt from law school, but I hadn't really hadn't been a big saver. You know, I wasn't a big spender, but I wasn't a big saver. So any savings I did have went right away into starting the business. So anyone who's doing anything, whether you're going to start a business or another project, or you want to, you know, take pilot lessons, whatever it is you want to do, it, it does take money. I mean, it takes a lot of grit and hard work, but money is definitely involved. And I don't look at money as the end all. I do look at it though, as some freedom. So when you have the money, you don't have to go and borrow it, or you don't have to seek it out in places that could be possibly shady and bite you later. So that would be a big thing. And I also say that to young people who talk with me, you know, as they're starting on in life, I say, get those student loans paid off as soon as possible, or don't charge up things you can't pay for within a month or two. You know, just it's so it means freedom when you have that financial security. And it's especially important for women to have their own money no matter what, because it does give it no matter what your decade, it does give you the freedom to make your own choices. I couldn't agree more. I think um, it, it's money isn't the end all be all. It's what does it allow you to do, right? Uh, what choices does it allow you to make? Um, and uh, you're able to walk away from things that maybe you're not excited by, or you're not, you know, um, you, it allows you to focus on those things that you truly want to pursue. So um, I agree with that. Well, the um, other thing on the money thing, Maria, that you remind me of by describing it that way is sometimes you have to get to a place. And I think when you get into your 30s and 50s and beyond, you really do have to value your time because we are all running out of time. And I say celebrate that time. But part of the calculus, even in making the decision to sunset my radio show is when I looked at the different things I was doing, the professional speaking, the media projects for clients, my coaching, and then my radio show, that ended up being the least paying of my world. So if you are going to put in effort and time, no matter how much you love it, you also have to look at that 
dollars to time calculus. And there's a time in your life when I was a startup, I couldn't be as picky because I just needed to get clients. I needed to get out there, needed to start funding the business bank account. But another thing that I learned along the way is that social capital is so important. So I think I already naturally had that about me, but some mentors really pointed that out. It's so important to put into the social capital bank and not expect a withdrawal, but whenever you end up needing it, it's going to be there for you. And that has been another thing that I think I've seen over and over again in a good number of the 15 years, but for sure the last eight or nine years is everything you did in the beginning. And if you did it with integrity and with ethics really comes back to be a reward, you know, like the reaction from people when it came out, different articles were written that I was sunsetting my radio show, the reaction of people and, and the response and the kind words really have, that's been overwhelming for me. And some of that is because of how I conducted my show. Some of that is maybe they're a past client or they, some good social capital thing I did in the past, all of that goodwill. And, and so goodwill is probably even more important than money. But you need both. <laughs> you do. You do. I, I I say this often. I'm a big believer in karma, right? What you put out will come back to you um, at some point. But you need to put it out there because it's the right thing to do. And uh, yes. And if you've got actual capital, <laughs> actual dollars, um, then that just expands your ability to do good works, right? And to volunteer your time if that's something that's important to you um, because you have more time flexibility uh, because you're using your time to the maximum benefit. You're not, you're not spreading yourself too thin. You're really focused on what you want to do because you have that intent, as you said. So um, I think a lot of words of wisdom, Rashini. Um, one thing I just want to comment on, I mean, we never, none of us get to where we are today without others playing a role in our success. Um, you know, I'm just curious, as you think back on um, the last 15 years, especially with running your own business, launching and running your own business, you know, how have others played a role in, in helping you achieve your dream? Yeah, I mean, your community is so important, you know, from the advisors, even my accountant, when I was in Detroit television, starting to ponder my last six months there, starting a business, launching a business. And my accountant, by the way, was in Nashville. So he was someone I met for a story as a, as a, as the consumer <laughs> investigative reporter. And he was so great on the story, ended up hiring him to do my taxes the next year and then have just kept him. So we're going on like 20 20 some years together. I mean, maybe wow. more. I think this last tax round was his 20th year of doing my taxes. And every time I moved, you know, from Nashville to Minneapolis TV to Detroit TV and then back to Minneapolis to start my business, I kept saying, do you want me to find a local accountant? And he said, no, as long as you want me, I'm, I like all the different things I get to solve because of the changes in your life. So it's really important to have that financial advice by way of a good banker and accountant and you know, lawyer for sure, because I decided early on it was going to be an S corp, but that was even a legal discussion. Do I want an LLC or an S corp? And it's really 50-50, it's a personal choice. But I would say those mentor advisor type people that are separate from those business uh, machinations, you need people that you trust that really are all about you, but they also will challenge you to not wallow or to not go off in wrong 
tangents, but, but there's still good feeling. Like, you know, that they are your fan. And I would say some of the people who were there in that role 15 and a half years ago are still there. And some were there for a time and it was the right time. As you've said, there's a time for everything. And we may still be in touch, but they're not in that role anymore. Or we may have lost touch and that's okay. But I also advise you know, my clients, I always say no matter what level of executive that they should also have a personal board of advisors, whether that is uh, someone in their company, a couple of people in their company, but definitely people outside of their companies. And so I always maintain a core group of advisors. And sometimes it's issue specific. Sometimes it's just overall strategy for the business. So some of those advisors at every step of major decision, uh, I definitely went to. And it's important for everyone to have that, no matter your age, your gender, where you live, what's going on. You just can't think of yourself as a silo in this, in this life. No, and not not to really deliver your best work, right? I mean, you're only one person and you're confined to 24 hours in the day, right? So I'm a, a big believer in the yes and uh, situation. So um, when you talked about these trusted advisors and um, yes, I believe in hiring really good experts who are good at what they do, because I'm not a great accountant. I'm not a wealth manager, right? I mean, we need those people. But we also need people who really know us and, and know what we're good at and what we're not good at and who are willing to say to us, uh, you know, maybe you need someone who can do X, right? And, and to really bring in those people into the business as needed who can help shore up the business. Because again, as entrepreneurs, we can't do everything ourselves, shouldn't have to do everything ourselves because we're not great at everything. So really, I think getting clear on what we are good at and what we want to do, because just because we're good at it doesn't mean we necessarily want to do it either. So bringing in those experts who can do the things that maybe we don't want to do, but we know they're good at too. So I think, and I think we just need cheerleaders. You know, I think we all need a cheerleader, someone who's got our back and who's supporting us no matter what and, and in our camp. So I think there's a multitude of people, right, with different roles that we need. Um, for sure. For sure. And like you say, there are people that you should just pay to do what they're great at <laughs> yes. and not try to do it all alone. I mean, I think it took about 14 months just because I didn't think I could afford it to hire an accountant for the first time. And do I wish I had, had hired her way before then, yes. right? I think it was good for the first six to 12 months to just see the in and out flow. So maybe that was fine, but that was some of the best money I spent back then. And still have an accountant. It's a different person because my original accountant uh, got an offer she couldn't refuse and left after a few years of being my accountant. But I've been with a firm uh, ever since then, and I'm probably one of their smallest client accounts. But it's probably the best money I spend every month is absolutely make sure all of that is very clean. And, you know, as my accountant advised me many, many years ago, we're going to run this as if you could get audited tomorrow. I love it. And be very conservative. Yes. So the, the bookkeeper and my accountant, they work uh, hand in hand when they need to and separately at other times of the year. And uh, I have given them the permission to interface as they need to on my behalf. So yes. it's it's just, you sleep better at night oh, when your sure. accounting, your bookkeeping and, and your legal advice are all intact. Yes, when you've got the, those experts in your corner, you definitely sleep better. So 
we're running short, but I, I want to make sure everyone knows how to listen, watch, engage, reach you. I mean, you're on multiple platforms, you're everywhere. So please tell the people, Rashini, where where can they where can they see more of you and hear more of you? So I'm not sure that I'm everywhere, but an easy <laughs> way, and it's also a place where there's a lot of complimentary content, own your wow content, how you know, media savvy, crisis savvy, articles videos, audios is on my website, ownyourwow.com. So there's a lot there. It's the navigation bar is pretty clear. There's some sub nav, people can find what they want. Uh, again, lots of articles, lots of videos. Now, both my podcast and the radio show are still out there. The podcast, which had a couple seasons, Real Leaders with Rashini is on all of the major podcast platforms. And then my show, Real Talk with Rashini, which ran for nine years, is findable on Apple Podcasts, so our iTunes. It's there, the archive is there. And then we have some of the highlights from both the podcast and the radio on the audio and video pages of my website. So it's more stuff than you'll probably ever wanna know. My TED Talk is also on the website, but uh, it's pretty easy to find and hopefully people will also get some content that they can use in their lives to own their wow. I am sure they will get very valuable content for that. Rashini, thanks so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you making the time and congratulations on pursuing your dream, achieving so much of your dream. And I can't wait to see what you do for the next 15 years. Thanks so much, Maria. <laughs> and thanks so much to George again for helping me with this show and join me for another Dream Possible. And in the meantime, continue pursuing your dream. Take care. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. For 100 years, Atlas Butler's kept Central Ohio comfortable and our plumbing services are no exception. You can rely on Atlas Butler for trusted, convenient plumbing and drain service. Our expert plumbers and drain specialists can take care of anything, from a broken water heater to a clogged drain. Call today, get it fixed today. That's our pledge to you. Atlas Butler is at your service call.